The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard of this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord Well, Christmas Day has passed, and with it the crush and rush of Christmas preparations, including in a big way, gift decisions, purchases, wrapping, giving, and shortly after Christmas, in some cases, returning. Although it seems that in the week after Christmas, we often find ourselves questioning whether we may have forgotten someone. Sometimes we become aware of just such an event when the after-Christmas card or gift arrives. You know, the one from that person we didn't think we exchanged cards with anymore? or that person from whom we are newly acquainted and did not expect a gift, or that family member who never sends one. It's funny, even though those cards and gifts are no doubt sent with the best of intentions, they can sure be a cause of post-Christmas anxiety. What do we do now? Do we run out or hurry online and send a gift? Rush to put a card in the mail with a little note explaining how we got things out late this year? Mark something up as a New Year's gift? Well, here we are on January 8th, and in spite of the risk of adding to your post-Christmas anxiety, I have to ask about one other person you may have overlooked during all the busyness and demands of the holiday season. Did you give anything to Jesus? If we fail to remember Jesus this year, we have today's gospel account of the visit of the Magi, or wise men, presenting the very first Christmas gifts, to remind us, in case we have forgotten, in a gift-giving frenzy, the reason for the season. Of course, when it comes to giving a gift to Jesus, it really is a case of what do you give the person who has everything. 
We are not talking about your wealthy boss or rich uncle who has five cars and three houses. We are talking about Jesus Christ, the Alpha and Omega, the King of Kings, the God of the universe. His lightnings lighten up the world, and the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before him. This is a person who really has everything, except, of course, for one thing. Since God gave us free will, he does not have our hearts, our souls, our minds, unless we make a free decision to give those things to him. Perhaps the gifts of the wise men, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, while not practical gifts for Jesus today, might give us some direction about gifts we could give him. Gold nicely represents the area of our lives that concerns itself with money, wealth, material things, and such. This is an area where many of us struggle and want to retain control, and it can become a constant source of worry and anxiety. Jesus wants to be Lord of our possessions, wants us to put him first and let him take care of all of our needs. This is not to say that we have to give all of our money to the poor in order to follow him. But what he does want us to do is to put our pursuit of money and material things, of material wealth, below him on our priority list. Rather than worrying about money, he wants us to make him and following him the priority in our lives and let him take care of all our needs. How will he do this? If we truly put him first, he will come into our lives in a new way and reorder our priorities, making it possible for us to put charity first, be satisfied with less, and not worry about the details. At some point in our lives, most of us, hopefully, have had our source of joy at Christmas change from the gifts we receive to the gifts we give. If we give Jesus our gold, rather than pursuing material wealth in excess of our needs, he can make giving, caring, and providing for others become our most joyful way of life. Myrrh is a substance that we are not very familiar with, but it is most often thought to have represented Jesus' humanity and that among its uses during his time was the treatment of bodies after death. In John chapter 19, verses 38 and 39, it speaks of Nicodemus bringing a hundred pounds of myrrh and aloes and putting them with Jesus' burial cloths in the tomb. It could easily represent the areas of our humanity in which we struggle. This could include any of our basic human needs, sex, food, our pride, our ego, our prejudice. Is there an area of personal need or desire in which we routinely struggle? It would make a great gift to give Jesus this year. Give him our hard-to-control appetites, our pursuit of pleasure for pleasure's sake, our reluctance to forgive, to work on our humility, giving him our self-serving desires, and asking him to provide us the grace of temperance and self-control. Frankincense, a main component of incense, represents Jesus' priesthood and for us our spiritual side. The funny thing about our spiritual lives while it is the area you think we would most want God to be in control of, it is often the area we find most difficult to surrender to Him. How much time we give to prayer, how much thought we give to God, 
how much we study scripture, how we pay attention at Mass. Last week, many of us put a great deal more energy, focus, and emotion into the Ohio State football game than we did into any prayer time or church service. And I'm not picking on football fans. Other things we are passionate about can also easily push God out of the way. Why don't we give Jesus our spiritual side? And if we struggle in doing so, why don't we surrender the struggle to him and ask him to take care of it? One thing you can say about these wise men in the gospel, they were motivated. They traveled great distances at great expense because they had been given a gift of seeing the truth. They saw what others could not see in the star, in the infant. It was this that prompted their journey, their worship, their gifts. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. They laid on the ground with their faces in the dirt before this newborn baby. No palace, no throne, no crown. They had just been to see Herod, who had all of that, but they did not treat him this way. Yet here they are, face down on their bellies, in front of this apparently common, unremarkable family of three. On their journey, they passed many kings and kingdoms without even a thought. Why is it here they worship? Why do they care about the king of the Jews? And even if they did, why do they care about a yet unnamed, unknown king, hidden, disguised, unheard of, without any obvious claim to the throne? In the Liturgy of the Hours this week, we prayed, Father, you make known the salvation of mankind at the birth of your Son. What had he done? God came to earth in human form. He bridged the gap. He came for one purpose, to save us. This King of the Jews was God come to earth to speak directly to us, to reveal to us the Father, to die for us, and to rise and send his Spirit. He came to radically intervene in our world with a specific intention to make salvation available to all. And that is why all, represented by these three wise men, came to worship and adore. These three were given the specific grace to see beyond the stable, beyond the humble parents, beyond the infancy. Can we see beyond, beyond the bread, beyond the wine? Can we see the truth beyond the material? The same Jesus that they saw in the flesh, the God of the universe, hidden within the baby in the manger, is present here, now, in the flesh. The God of the universe in the bread and wine of the Eucharist. No less present, no less real, no less God than that baby in the manger. With the same power and desire and commitment to change our lives as baby Jesus had to change the world. With a love beyond our imagination, a boundless mercy, and a passion to make us one with him and the Father. This is the Jesus that was born in Bethlehem. This is the Jesus that reigns as King in heaven. This is the Jesus that is right here before us, wanting to change our world. If we give it to him.
Send questions or comments regarding this podcast to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.